from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Welcome to the very first edition of WIA National News for the new WIA year 2017-2018 and Pulse Taken. Pulse FM is a youth community radio station. It serves Kingsborough and the Huon municipalities in Tasmania and operates several LPON stations to cover that region. Last weekend, the Pulse was taken by WannaCry, that infamous new strain of ransomware, malicious software that encrypts a computer's files and then demands payment to unlock them. It destroyed all the station's data, including documents, videos and pictures. Pulse FM was launched on the 8th of April 2016 while broadcasting from the Kingsborough Council Colour Festival on Kingston Beach. Pulse FM is often found broadcasting live at the Kingston Weekly Rotary Market as well as other local events. Now, another remarkable thing about this Tassie Pulse FM network is its general manager, Josh Agnew. Josh is but 12 years of age. And no, Josh did not pay the ransom and is already back on air. It had seemed Australia fared well in this latest cyber attack, with only half a dozen companies falling victim. The West Australian State Government is progressing its plan to upgrade the radio communication system for Perth's urban rail system by issuing a request for proposal. Five shortlisted companies will be asked to respond to the RFP after the Public Transport Authority called for and evaluated expressions of interest earlier this year. The $120 million project will see the current analogue radio communication system replaced with a modern digital system. It will involve installing new towers and poles with new digital-friendly infrastructure. It will be at the forefront of technology allowing the PTA to take advantage of modern applications in the West. All radio devices in trains, security vehicles and handheld radios for mobile staff will be replaced with new equipment and the contract will be awarded early 2018. QB50 in space. Back some five weeks ago on this WIA National News, Paul XVK5 FPAU, who now lives in the USA, sent us the story of the three nanosatellites developed in Australia as part of a research project involving Australian universities under the European-funded project QB50, an international network of 50 CubeSats. Following on with more on that exciting news comes further from Cameron, VK2CKP. In the early hours of the morning of Wednesday the 19th of April, an orbital ATK Atlas V rocket, complete with the John Glenn supply vessel, lifted off from the SLC-41 pad at Cape Canaveral. As part of its almost 3,500 kilogram of cargo, lay the hopes and dreams of 28 of the teams involved in the international QB50 CubeSat project, including the three satellites designed, built and tested in Australia, the first in 16 years, and only the fourth, fifth and sixth in our history. After a successful docking operation to the ISS on Saturday afternoon, the teams now wait anxiously for their staged deployment, which is to occur in multiple waves due to the number of satellites involved, which require multiple ISS airlock events. Obviously, there is still a long way to go before mission success is claimed. However, with each small step for mankind, that goal gets closer as the residual risks reduce. The teams will need to establish communications with their satellites, which history shows is easier said than done, 
undertake orbit stability, that's detumbling manoeuvres, start and stabilise all onboard systems, begin their scientific missions, which includes uploading new experiment requirements and downloading experiment results before spontaneous deorbiting of their satellites in one to one and a half years' time. With STEM appearing to be the buzzword of the decade, what greater example of the alignment of amateur radio and STEM at work could there be than the introduction of Australian students back to space, whether it be through CubeSat development or the off-world rover competitions? Who knows where amateur radio can be next used in supporting education and technology? We already know the sky is not the limit. Are you an amateur radio user or user? Whether it be the WIA, your local club, show your support in a tangible way. Support the providers you utilise. WIA Board Talk and WIA tries out online trial exams. The Wireless Institute of Australia has been working towards an online assessment for some time and has introduced a trial exam system as a proof of concept exercise. There are currently two trial theory assessments at the standard level and in future these will include a couple of advanced theory assessments. The trials are on the Assessor Information System website. Eventually the final version of the theory assignment exams will be put on the WIA website and programmed in HTML5. This trial is only to prove the process. However, the assessments are similar in content faced by candidates for the standard assessment, making them ideal practice. There have been some initial results reported by VK3DAC Fred with more than 70 registering for access in the first 48 hours. Many favourable comments have been received and the trial continues. WIA National News Broadcast and a report on the news for Saturday's AGM and Open Forum. Among all the reports which have been available several weeks on the wia.org.au website is this one on the WIA News Service I prepared earlier. We again this year thank our readers and listeners. Without you, there'd be no need for a myriad of volunteers who put the weekly news to air each and every Sunday. To our callback operators who take the time to forward to nationalnews at wia.org.au the number of check-ins each week. To the various clubs and individuals up bright and early transmitting the audio files. To the writers, and particularly those who take the time to voice their reports, thanks for your input. With one notable exception, material is edited in the main to try and adhere to a 30-minute bulletin. And I thank you all for your dedication, effort and understanding. Now, much has been written in the mainstream media about so-called fake news of late, and I believe the WIA national news broadcast has been successful in reporting the real news rather than manufacturing fake news. There have been items in some ham publications questioning why we are having a complete board election this year and claiming that this WIA news is censored. The WIA news is not censored by the WIA board. Yes, lies were told and then recirculated and several emails to these perpetrators asking to desist went unanswered. So let us all now hope this situation is well behind us, although I tend to think No matter who were elected, there will be those who will never be happy. A bit like one club member who wanted his ham fest plug given the same spot, five minutes into a broadcast, that he figured we gave a VK tour because he was a WIA director. Now, on ham fest material, over many years, the Wyong Field Day promotions on this newscast show the way it can be done. 
Each week, new recordings containing something new. Each week, the expanded text editions also highlighted their commercial traders, which, to adhere to ACMA regulations, cannot be aired on the audio broadcast. Those members elected to the new WIA board this weekend have a lot to live up to as far as supplying the ham radio operators of VK the latest no-spin news. So I'll finish this year's report with a big thank you to our regular reporters. Jason, VK2LAW. Brian, VK3GR. Robert, retired WIA director, VK3DN. And Felix, VK4FUQ. And to Jim, VK3PC, last year's WIA secretary. Phil, VK2ASD, WIA immediate past president. And Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, WIA director, for regular input, not only on WIA material, but amateur radio operating in general. So... Why do we do it? Well, it's for you. And RF check-ins this year reached some 38,000 people. In VK1, we had 944. VK8, 1,336. VK3, 3,375. VK7, 4,709. VK2, 5,428. In VK5, 5,938, VK6, 6,950, and in VK4, 7,310. Now, including the downloads of RF and interweb editions of National News, a total reach of close on 115,000. Walking a little louder than usual, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, South Australia, it can be heard on 476 kilohertz lower sideband at 9am on Sunday mornings. I'm Steph, VK5FQ. The ACMA looks ahead. Among the many pages we call the federal budget is expenditure and plans set by the Australian Communications and Media Authority. The ACMA is budgeting for total expenditure of $93.7 million. Among its work is the regulation of broadcasting, radio communications, telecommunications and online content under four pieces of legislation. The ACMA supports and encourages an innovative communication sector, works closely with stakeholders in a regulatory framework, safeguards public interest and meets the needs for spectrum access. VK3PC Jim Linton tells us ACMA are looking at spectrum planning and interference management services for the Gold Coast 2018 Commonwealth Games. And the ACMA has also the reform of the current Radio Communications Act. The document, entitled Entity Resources and Planned Performance, sets out a series of outcomes and target performance by our ACMA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news and I'm John VK4JJW filling in for the lawman from VK2, Jason. Less than a week ago, the top news story among the headlines on the Belize Amateur Radio Club website was about the Belize Amateur Radio Club. Amateur Radio Newsline and a story by WIA News Editor Graham VK4BB 
tells after much waiting the Ham Radio Group received its hard-won admission into the International Amateur Radio Union in an overwhelmingly positive vote. 77 member societies voted yes to membership status, where only 55 votes were actually needed. Although IARU membership is new to this club, the group adopted the same name of an organisation that previously belonged to the IARU but no longer exists. Now the right to membership in IARU Region 2 rests exclusively with this Belize club, after IARU officials determined the group met requirements established by the IARU Constitution and its bylaws. The club's website, barc.bz, proudly displays the IARU press release issued the 11th of May, announcing the club's new official status. According to its website, the club was established in 2015 to promote technical education, encourage wireless experimentation and advance international partnerships. Speaking of partnerships, the Belize Club's admission into the IARU makes it one of 167 member societies involved in this ever-widening global community. Glenn Baxter, XK1MANSK, engaged in protracted enforcement battle with FCC. Glenn Baxter, XK1MAN of Belgrade, Maine, died on May the 5th. He was 75. In 2014, Baxter ultimately lost his battle to retain his amateur extra-class license when the FCC dismissed his long-standing renewal application, citing an unpaid $10,000 forfeiture stemming from violations over a period extending back several years. Baxter was originally licensed in 1956. Over a period of decades, Baxter, a licensed professional engineer in Maine and Illinois, ran foul of the FCC, stemming from complaints of malicious interference resulting from his program-length AM transmissions under the flag of his self-styled American Amateur Radio Association. Baxter's transmissions included news, interviews, commentaries and rebroadcasts of ham radio news produced by others, including ARRL, with which Baxter also had feuded. K1MAN also had a series of identifications voiced by a VK4 ham back just prior to Q News, starting in VK4 in 95. Frequency and Last Man Standing TV Shows QRT Hollywood Reporter reports that the CW Television Network has pulled the plug on the amateur radio-themed show Frequency, which stars Peyton List as young police detective and radio amateur Ramey Sullivan. Frequency was a combination of two of the season's most popular trends, time travel and movie reboots, Hollywood Reporter said, noting that the show had been averaging 1.5 million viewers. Frequency has joined ABC's Last Man Standing, starring real-life radio amateur Tim Allen as Mike Baxter, KA0XTT, in providing amateur radio some small screen exposure, albeit fictional. News on May 10 from Variety is that ABC has now cancelled Last Man Standing after six seasons. Occasional scenes on Last Man showed Alan's character at his ham station. The program's producer is John Amadeo, NN6JA, and real-life amateur radio special events have been staged from the show's Hollywood set. Now the question is, who gets Tim's rig? The Day the Music Died MP3s changed the way we listened to music as we shifted from bulky Walkmans to compact digital listening devices. But the digital audio encoding format has now been officially confirmed as dead by the people who invented it. The Fraunhofer Institute officially terminated its licensing program for certain MP3-related patents in a move widely interpreted by tech experts as MP3's official death warrant. 
Yes, you can still listen to MP3 files, and while the move is fairly symbolic, you can still use MP3 files if you want to. The removal of support for the format signals an official shift in the industry. Better quality formats that offer more efficient compression and more functionality are now the standard. These days, most state-of-the-art media services, such as streaming or TV and radio broadcasting, use modern ISO MPEG codecs, such as the AAC, Advanced Audio Coding Family, or in the future, MPEG-H. For VK1WIA and the National News Service, I'm John, VK4JJW. You are listening to VK1WIA and the broadcast of news and information. At 10.30am and 8pm each Sunday, it is carried by the VK3BWI network through VK3RMM, Mount Macedon, VK3RML, Mount Dandenong, and VK3RMU on Mount St. Leonard. Check it out. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017, January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. VK Shires, June 10 and 11. Last week, Trent brought us tip number two for the Superfine Contest. This week, he'll join us again. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest 160-80-40. Saturday night, July 15, and start time is 08 hours UTC, and finish time is 14 hours UTC. VK1 Window Soda QSO Pay takes place August 6, 2017, 9am to 11.30am. WA Flagship Contest and Remembrance Day Contest, 12th and 13th of August. August 26, Alara Contest start time, 1600 hours. This is a 24-hour contest for YLs. 2018. John Moore Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of 17th and 18th March 2018. It will run from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday until 0059 on Sunday. The Frontenac Amateur Radio Club Canada will be sponsoring the special event call sign XM3CARF, pronounced as XM3CAF, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Canadian Amateur Radio Federation, CARF, which was founded in 1967. XM3CARF will be active on SSB, CW and various digital modes throughout the month of June and will sign off shortly after the RAC Canada Day Contest on July the 1st. And... Canada continues to celebrate its 150 years. The Radio Amateurs of Canada IARU Member Society reminds us that Radio Amateurs in Canada can be heard using the optional call sign prefix to celebrate Canada's 150. All VA call signs may use CF, while V can be CG, VO becomes CH, and VY is CI. These prefixes are to the end of December. DXCC reinstatement of the Midway and Cure Islands. On March 31st, the AWL announced that Midway and Kiorans have been placed on the list of DXCC deleted entities. After further review, it was found that the deletion of these two entities is not supported by the changes that were made to the relevant administrations. Therefore, the deletions from the DXCC list should not have occurred, and the two entities, Midway Island KH4 and Cure Island KH7K, will return to the DXCC list as separate entities. Indian Ocean 6m EME D Expeditions Lance W7GJ will be active from the Indian Ocean to focus on 6m EME QSOs. West Island stroke Hogus Island as VK9CGJ between September the 12th and 28th. 
Christmas on as big canine XGJ between October the 2nd and the 18th. Rotarians of Amateur Radio, Raw in Australia hit the HF bands with three months from February the 26th to May 26th with the special event call sign VI100TRF. This to highlight the Rotary Foundation's work over the past 100 years. But you don't have another 100 to work them. In fact, you only have until Friday. Until Wednesday is Mark ON5SM is transmitting as DU9-ON5SM from in the now in the Philippines. OC130. 80 to 6 meters SSB, SSTV in various digital modes. QSL to home call ON5SM. And now the first tip for the VK Shires. Here's Trent VK4TS. I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham for WIA National News. Thanks, Felix. And some more ideas for the VK Shires QSO Party 2017. The VK Shires QSO Party is not a WIA contest, but they kindly provide access to the WIA website. VK Contest Tips Number 1 Read the rules. This new concept has many implications. Beware of the sub-rules. For example, the WIA has general rules for contests as well as the rules of individual contests. What's stopping you during the midnight to dawn yawn running keyers on more than one rig? What's stopping you running more than one rig on the same band in different modes? What is stopping you? Do the rules in the VK shires, the RD, the John Moyle Memorial Field Day, the VK, the VHF UHF Field Days prohibit it? The VK Shires is on in four weekends' time. Get ready to have fun on the low bands. 40 and 80 will be where it's happening. In 2016, VK6 POP made up a two-element 40-metre array for the East Coast to great effect. What could be your secret weapon? This has been Trent, VK4TS. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au Media watching and seller dollars on the go. An upcoming book release? Well, in fact, it's released this weekend. The sequel to the MF Down Under book edited by Doc Westcombe Down, VK5BUG, is being released this weekend. At over 240 pages in 15 chapters, it has 25 articles by 12 authors about operating on 2,200, 630 and 160 metres away from home. WIA news broadcaster in Brisbane of a Monday night, Bruce VK4EHT, advises the Redcliffe Radio Club's 2 metre repeater, 146.925, now needs a 91.5 hertz sub-audible tone for access. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, starting with digital and the experimental DMR rebroadcast. Clayton, VK7ZCR, lets us know via VK7 News that he is rebroadcasting the WIA and VK7 regional news broadcasts each Sunday on channel 505 around VK. So far, four callbacks have been received, so if you are DMR capable, why not give VK7ZCR on channel 505 a call? Now, last week we told you of how the Victorian D-Star Users Group is on the search for a new president, so a reminder that their extraordinary general meeting to elect a president is on Saturday the 27th of May at 10am local. The location is the Milpara Scout Group Hall, 13A McCubbin Street, Burwood. Entry to the hall is via the driveway from McCubbin Street, so look for the green letterbox beside the driveway. 
Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, the South Korea Air Force Academy, proposes an FM repeater, K2SAT-2IARU. The Republic of Korea Air Force Academy has submitted a coordination request to the IARU for the K2SAT satellite. It's a 3U CubeSat mission. The K2SAT's primary mission is to demonstrate satellite imaging and transfer and to also test voice repeating capability. The following are the payloads. 1. An onboard camera. 2. Onboard voice repeater. They're proposing a VHF UHF FM voice transceiver. And thirdly, a 9.6K BPSK AX25 downlink for data and telemetry and planning also a 2 megabit QPSK downlink on S-band. The launch is planned for a 5 to 600K SSO orbit in 2018. So keep your eyes and ears out for that one. RadFoxSat Fox-1B has successfully cleared another hurdle. A mission readiness review was held April 29th at the Cal Poly campus to verify that all requirements have been met for a safe and successful launch and deployment. AMSAT Vice President for Engineering Jerry Buxton, N0JY, presented 81 PowerPoint slides covering all interface control document requirements, mission, operations and deorbit. Following the presentation and a question and answer session, the panel unanimously approved RadFoxSat as ready for flight. The next milestone will be integration of the CubeSat into the PolyPicoSat orbital deployer. Launch is set for no earlier than September 21st aboard a Delta II launcher from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Now on to IOTA OC-235, the DX-8ZWC operation from Mindanao Islands, which was to be active sometime in April, was called off due to the high terror alert status in the area and with reports of armed bandits. Now Rescue Radio, Deputy State Coordinator Weiss and ACT Phil Longworth, VK1PL, says with the National Capital Rally now only days away, they find themselves a little short of people to assist. On the Saturday, uh, a needed 17 field stations and 4 to 6 people in HQ. Sunday, another 15 field stations and again about 4 to 6 to help out at the headquarters. VK1PL says, Don't be daunted if you have not done anything of this nature before. They have numerous locations where all you have to do is watch the cars go past. Write down the number on the car and time that it passed you and then radio the car number to HQ. This is an ideal opportunity for anyone interested in amateur radio around our nation's capital to take part. And if you don't have a license as yet, then they can use you in HQ as an operator under supervision. That's for Saturday 27th or the Sunday 28th of May, or both. Now, Cedar Springs residents in the USA may soon be getting a first-hand look at how an amateur radio operation might work in an emergency. The Grand Rapids Amateur Radio Association has applied to the city of Cedar Springs for an amateur radio field day celebrating the 100th anniversary of Michigan State Parks. To be held in late June at the staging area for the Fred Meyer White Pine Trail State Park. Henry Greib, on-air director for the Radio Association, told the Cedar Springs City Council that the event is a 24-hour test of radios to ensure they're ready in case of an emergency. If the event gains citywide approval, several amateur radio stations will be set up on the site, demonstrating how such a station might be deployed in case of a major disaster in the city or county, which could knock out or overload other communication systems. And that's all I've got this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR, signing off. (laughs) 
Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide's southern suburbs, it can be heard on IRLP node 6527, VK5 IRL on 146450 at 11am and 9pm Sundays. I'm Jenny, VK5 Alpha November Whiskey. Now to the social scene, 2017. Of course, this weekend, the WIA AGM happening at Harndorf, June 2 to 4 in VK4, Theresa Creek Campout Day, June 3 in VK3, Melbourne Winter QRP by the Bay, 3pm, June 10 to 11 in VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 42nd Annual Field Day at Port Macquarie. And also June 10 to 11 in VK5, Serg's annual convention and the VK Fox Hunting Championships. July 1, VK3, Gipstech 2017, Technical Conference in Churchill. And July 22 in VK3, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, Cranbourne Community Hall, Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne. September 9 to 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. Listen for VI4 Alara from July. September 10, Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall or Street Shepparton. September 29, October 2, VK4 Cardwell Gathering. So now, till next week, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au